Have you have you ever gotten together with like friends and you all smoke marijuana? Sure. Yeah. Have you ever called it a potluck? We've seen it all before, so let's reload on a very special episode of shows that sucked and shows that blowed. Buckle up, buttercup, it's a bumpy road. Going deep inside the mainframe secret code. Some of this shit stinks, some of it's gold. Featuring the VIPs of SBTV, Austin G and Dr. DB with our AT&C money. Weird TV is their specialty. It might be all four, just one, two, or three. Cause they're old and kind of busy. So go get ready and take a peek. So set your phasers to download the rarity that we have bestowed. Special moments no one would have showed. Open your body holes cause you're gonna get told Grab yourself a drink and let's unload In a very special episode Hello and welcome to a very special episode The Potcast, oh. which reviews very special episodes of TV Including ones which caution against that scourge of the 90s Marijuana I am your host, Austin, the podcast man, Gorton, and with me as always is my vastly more talented assistant, David Bitsenoffer. Are you going to talk about how fat my mom is then? Is that what's <laughs> She's so fat that she looks like a small marsupial marmot. <laughs> is that fat? I No, and I don't think that groundhogs are marsupials either. <laughs> I'm just stoned uh, as fuck. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about Al a little bit. I think. Yeah, he doesn't um, show up much, but anyways. No, he 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 doesn't. Not in this one. But uh, uh, that that female voice you hear taking over for Pamela Anderson as the <laughs> token female of our low rent cable TV podcast is Carolyn Maine, and those are some big shoes to fill, <laughs> mostly in the Bubble area. Uh, this week, we are reviewing Home Improvement, Season 7, Episode 16, What a Drag, in which Tim Taylor crashes into his gazebo and discovers a stash of pot, which leads him and his wife, Jill, to discover that their oldest son, Brad, is the most casual drug addict ever, <laughs> which freaks them out and leads them into a reckoning of their own illicit drug use past along with a lot of heavy-handed moralizing along the way. I was hoping this episode would be about Brad's newfound love of female clothing, but... <laughs> oh, that would make him a much cooler character than he ever has been. It really would, and it would be a much more interesting, uh, <laughs> g- given how, like, uh, traditionally alpha male Tim is yeah. as a character. That right. Would, uh, that would actually challenge mu- him. And I think there was some maybe purported behind the scenes drama between Tim Allen and JTT. Yeah, I feel like that was debunked though at one point. Was it? I feel like I Tim mean, Allen I... was mean to him because he was a baby gay. But he's not gay though, is I think what we learned. <laughs> Did we learn that? Because I think I forgot it immediately. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Killer. was... I feel like we... I, I remember like ha- specifically thinking that JTT was kind of kicked off the show for being gay, but then, like, we researched it, and he <laughs> said he's never been gay and was never gay. And like, yeah, you're right. I think this came up on a Saved by the Bell reviewed episode once upon a time. 
the whole like JTT is gay, got kicked off. Nope, that wasn't it kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah well, it shows how much I've learned. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, home improvement. Uh, David, let's start with you. What is your history with uh, home improvement? Well, I've watched a lot of TV in my day. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. So this was on a, a regular rotation when it first started out. Not that it was like very transformative or anything for me. It was just background noise that I'd watch. And I'd go, rawr, 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 when they needed to kind of giggle. And uh... That's the thing. The noise. <laughs> yeah. I've been thinking His about... says he... Right? I've been thinking about these sound effects for like two whole days before I watched this episode. (laughs) And there really aren't any in this episode. It was kind of a disappointment. They're definitely in the theme song. Yeah. 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 And I just remember, I think I watched like the first two to three seasons and then started tailing off. I feel like there was one episode of... Uh, home improvement where like the main conflict was the fact that like I don't know if it was Brad or uh, who's JTT again he's a uh, Randy Randy okay what's the youngest one then Mark anyways it was either like Randy <laughs> or Mark basically stopped kissing him goodbye when he dropped him off at school oh yeah I remember that one <laughs> and, and like I think that was like the tipping point for me where I'm like this show is really square isn't it and, like, <laughs> Like, if that's the worst thing that's going on in this family, then maybe I just need to find a new family to watch. But, uh... So, I mean, so I watched it, and I think, I mean, I think I enjoyed it like you enjoy Full House or something. Like, it's pretty, uh... Uh... Small... I'm trying to think of the right term. Like, conflict-free family, and you just... low stakes. Yeah, low stakes, and then, uh... Tim Taylor falls through a gazebo or something and you laugh and then you call it a night, I guess. And <laughs> So I think I watched a lot of it, but it left very little imprint on me. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Carolyn? Uh, similarly to David, I watched a lot of it. I haven't thought about it, basically, except for the grunting in like yeah. 35 <laughs> years. But while and occasionally on... you learn that uh, like uh, Tim... What's his real name? Tim um, Allen. Yeah, Tim yeah. Allen's kind of a shithead. Oh, he's then... terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's really bringing it back in this election, too. <laughs> Great administration. Uh, That's usually the only time I think of the show, I guess. Is yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I kind of see the through line there. There's like a real nostalgia thing, you know, where like mm-hmm. people have been doing funny things with it. Like there's a whole, like I talked about this on Save by the Bell reviewed. There's a whole Doom skin where it's all just Tim Allen face, and every gun you shoot goes, Ooh, and it just becomes like really overstimulating, as if you were on too much marijuana. <laughs> I heard there's an yeah. actual home improvement video game that's supposedly like a lot more fun than it had any right to no, be. No, it's not fun. I... It's, but it's bizarre. <laughs> they, like, it sends Tim Allen through time, and he has to find little screws and like his fa- yeah. or maybe you're his sons, and you're like shooting fucking dinosaurs with power tools, basically. <laughs> no one got. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I might have some comic books that have like a oh, back yeah. cover ad for the home improvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say like you had home improvement comic books. Yeah, no, I don't have any of those. <laughs> um, so yeah, I watched so... a bunch of it, and I haven't thought about it in forever. And then. <laughs> 
Tim Allen's just a huge asshole for sure. And yeah. we'll get into his drug-related assholery as the episode oh, yeah. goes on, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I watched... I remember watching this as... This was, like, for whatever reason, I remember it as, like, a dinner table show. Like, we'd have this on in the background, like, while we were eating dinner um, as a family for, like, the first few seasons. Basically, when I was still young enough to be eating dinner with my family on a regular basis <laughs> before I got into, like, high school and you're, like, staying late for one thing or another and you just... The whole kind of, like, family all eating together, watching TV just doesn't really happen anymore. So I feel like I probably, by the time, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen this particular episode before. By the time the the kids are all, like, older and goonier, I don't think I've seen very many of those episodes because I was pretty checked out at that point. And I vaguely recall, like, I think TBS aired reruns of this in syndication for a while, and I probably saw some of it, you know, in college, um, just like Full House or Saved by the Bell or whatever. Um, some of the, some of the older stuff that I, that I hadn't seen before, but yeah, it really left very little impression on me, which is kind of the, the thing that I remember most about this show, which is like it, it was on from 91 to 99. Like this is literally like the most 90 show ever in terms of literally being on in almost every year of what we consider the nineties. And I feel like despite that run, it left very little cultural footprint at all. Like there's yeah. the grunting. Yeah. And I feel like that that sort of permeated the pop culture zeitgeist and that's it. Like I don't even in like today's like 90 crazed nostalgia, you don't see a lot of like BuzzFeed, what tool, you know, what home improvement <laughs> character are you kind of polls like it gave us grunting and JTT and that's it. Like yeah. it just doesn't get talked about much at all, which is kind of interesting just given like how long it ran and how big a hit it was when it was on for a while. I mean, for a few years there, it was just, it was like a ratings juggernaut and then it like came on and it did its thing and then it left and no one gave it a second thought, which is just kind of weird. Right. Maybe it's because JTT isn't being a celebrity anymore. You know, good for him, by the way. Yeah. That's not a shame. Yeah. He's probably chosen a better life than a child actor. Yeah, right that's, now. yeah, that's probably, that's probably true. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a weird legacy for the show in that regard. Though, of course, I mean, Tim Allen has his, uh, his, whatever it is show now that's basically just a like quasi sequel to this with different right. actors involved do they have the same plot like he's a tool dude uh, i don't think he's a tool dude but he's some other kind of like manly man that doesn't understand women and kids these days oh jeez. yeah um so yeah you uh you mentioned uh tim allen's drug past mm-hmm, carolyn mm-hmm. uh on on the IMDb page for this episode, under the trivia, where it's like, did you know? <laughs> it says, Tim Allen got arrested in 1978 for possession of cocaine. He pleaded guilty to drug trafficking charges, was sentenced to three to seven years, and was paroled after two years. And I read that, and I'm like, well, okay, I can understand why they put that as the did you know under this particular episode. But part of me also kind of hopes that that's not listed under every single episode <laughs> on IMDb. It should be. Yeah. I could very easily look and confirm whether or not that's true, but I'm afraid that it's not true. And so I don't want to look and just live in my world where that is listed under every single episode of Home Improvement. 
Right. Uh, I looked it up, too, and the orphans told me that Tim Allen was such a flagrant fucking coke dealer that an FBI agent went undercover to catch him, and he was <laughs> a coke trafficker. He had so much coke in his car. Yeah, I mean, he pleaded guilty to drug trafficking. Yeah. Like, this isn't even, like, he got busted for possession right. and pled guilty to that. Like, it was drug trafficking that he got busted for. <laughs> and his mugshot makes him look terrible in a 70s stash. He looks absolutely like the narc that he is. He sold out 12 different drug dealers so that he could go on to be Buzz Lightyear and shit. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's um, I mean, it's worth pointing out he's another uh, like stand up comedian who turned his stand up shtick into a sitcom where the main character has the same first name as he does in real life. There you mm. go. That happens more is, often than I thought. Yeah, no, that was, I feel like that's I don't know. We, sh- we could do the math, but I feel like 85 percent of all sitcoms in the 90s were stand up comedians turning their shtick into a sitcom. And it's too hard to know your cues if your name isn't your name. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Why would And definitely, you? I mean, though, I guess the one legacy from the show, even if no one remembers the show, is that it really did. I mean, like, Tim Allen parlayed this into a lot of really crappy Disney movies that then in turn got him Buzz Lightyear, which made him, a, you know, a household name and known to, like, subsequent generations of kids right he's got buzz lightyear and galaxy quest which to me are pretty well regarded and then like jungle to jungle big now santa claus some people like it it's a pretty messed up movie (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah he turned that milk that franchise into the ground yeah 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 tim allen is definitely a guy who doesn't say no right (laughs) someone comes at him with a script and some money and he says i'm in and yep. some cocaine. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this episode opens with uh, Tim and Al doing a tool time segment, which is, of course, the show within a show that Tim is well, the host of. It first starts with the hot tool time lady, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. That Couldn't would wait another Heidi. moment. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's, uh, I think that's Heidi at this yeah. point in time. Once upon a time, it was Pamela Anderson, but then she left to uh, become famous for other reasons, and then this gal came in, and she was the new Tool Time girl. And I think both of them had very little personality on the show. Yeah, though I think this is is seasons, what did I say, season seven? Seven? Uh, Season seven, episode 16. So this is the second to last season of the show. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, So I think... I think we're I think we're in the territory now where that the tool time girl is getting like actual plot lines on the show. Yeah, that's possible. Because they're, you know, you you run out of things to do with your core cast after a while. <laughs> Being hot is uh, a personality, David. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having boobs, that's her personality, right? Yep. yep. So uh so yeah, they're uh Tim and Al are doing a tool time segment outside of Tim's house, which is ostensibly to show viewers how to protect their homes from winter weather. And uh, one of the things that uh, Al recommends is putting plywood over your windows. Okay. That can't be right. Uh, well, because he's like, you know, winds could exceed up to like 60 miles an hour, so put some three-quarter plywood over your windows. I'm like, I don't know. I've lived my entire life in Minnesota and in other states that have like winter storms and whatnot. 
And I can't think of anyone that's ever like, oh, there's a blizzard coming. Let's put plywood up on our windows. (laughs) You're like, it might help, but no one does it. (laughs) Like, I get that that's, you know, if like a hurricane is coming, that's one of the things that you do, you know, but like, I guess the winds could be that strong, but I still just don't know of anyone that's ever actually done that. Yeah, we're having winter weather right now and my town just fucking shuts down. (laughs) <laughs> did you did you put some plywood over your windows, Carolyn, to ward no. off the, the snowy wind? I have done nothing uh, except my... like leave and then come back briefly. <laughs> one of the other one of the other pieces of advice that Tim gives is to uh, tie down and secure anything that can do damage, which is Al's cue to throw a rope over Tim and yep, yep, try yep, to tie yep, him yep, up, yep, which yep, I yep. admittedly found a little bit funny. And then they like tied him up for like 20 minutes and it turned into like a 50 shades kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a cool. drag. <laughs> so yeah, this, this is also where we get a uh, Al's mom is so fat joke. Yeah. But she's so is... fat that she looks like a groundhog and groundhogs are, I mean, I guess they're kind of round. I don't think of them as especially fat though. Yeah. Because Tim says that we're going to get six more weeks of winter because Al's mom saw her shadow, even though she can't see her feet. Mm. Wow. No, this is, I think this is one of the shows where, because Al gets shit on all the time. And then I just wonder, like, why does he put up with it? Just leave. And right? I think there's a few episodes that address him trying to, like, stand up for himself, but it all just reverts back to the status quo. And you're like... Yeah. You're like, you're better than this, Al. Just uh, go do Family Feud and kick Tim Taylor. <laughs> he was not that good as the Family Feud host. He's no yeah, Lee Anderson. I... <laughs> yeah, but who is? Right? No way. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure Lee was all that great either. <laughs> you shut your sweet mouth, David. I like Louis Anderson, but I don't know. As the host of Family Feud, he was very disaffected he just didn't, he didn't have so much energy Anderson about the whole thing <laughs> um, wow, win against your family <laughs> well no it's this weird thing because the you know the running gag is that al is tim's assistant but al is like the competent one that actually knows yeah. how to do things and so i feel like originally that was always the the balm to tim picking on al was that like at the end of the day, Al was still better than Tim at what he was doing. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as the show went on and this became more and more of, like, a shtick and he just, like, rode him harder and harder and harder, it reached this point where you're just like, God, tell this asshole to go take a flying <laughs> leap and start your own damn show, yeah. Al. Like, he's calling your mom fat. Like, what's the deal with that? That's probably how our listeners feel about when we're mean to David. Uh, no, I, I really doubt that. Uh... <laughs> Go free, David. Go free. I don't go free because I know I need you guys. I, I, I never make it on my own. Maybe uh, that's it. Maybe Al knows he needs Tim. He does it, though. I think there's an actual episode where he does go out on his own and, like, everyone loves his show. But then he, like, goes back to Tim because he feels bad for him or something stupid like that, you know? Aww. Well, because this, this is also, like, as the show's getting long in the tooth, we're getting more of, like, Al's home life episodes mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think there was, like, a whole... If I remember correctly, there was a whole, like, running plot line about him, like, dating a woman, and then they were going to get married, and, like, Tim's, like, the best man at his wedding, and you're just like, really? He's the best man at your wedding? Like, I get he's the star of this TV show, but he's a pretty shitty friend to you. He doesn't have any other friends. Austin, I love how long your memory of this show is lasting. You might be the winner (laughs) in the world of remembers the most about Tool Time. No, that's, it's... 
It's my my blessing and my curse. This stuff just <laughs> soaks into my brain and stays there, whether I whether I like it or Especially not. Especially in this late game tool time, you're right. I think of them as beautiful, perfect baby boy children, and now that they're all gangly teenagers, it's definitely like, <laughs> why is the show still on in 1999? Do you think? Do we, do we think Brad hit the roids? Oh, uh, totally. yeah, that's a good reason for it. Yeah. <laughs> He's got that meathead quality. And then he like turned that into being a character actor. Where he just shows up on stuff as yeah, like, David, the you meathead remember, jock. Do you remember that episode, the season seven episode of Buffy where he shows up as like a demon worshiping mm. frat boy that yeah. was trying to sacrifice a girl at the high school? Well, hey, who would win in a steroid fight? Meathead Brad or, test- or testosterone Zach college year? Uh, oh, testosterone Zach. Yeah. 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 Okay. He was Always he was building Zach. a brick house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> he just looked chubby to me. I I he forgot that he was looking roids. though than Brad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, yeah, time. and he can stop time, and Brad can just shoot a power tool at dinosaurs. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but Brad would so... be a lot more mellow though, so he'd take the defeat and <laughs> So uh, as part of the uh, tool time segment. Tim climbs up into a tree with a chainsaw to demonstrate uh, cutting down soon to break branches before they can snap off in the blizzard winds and fly through your unplywooded window. Which again seems like a hurricane thing more than a blizzard thing. Yeah, it makes me wonder if the writers on this show just don't know what to do when a winter storm comes. (laughs) They're probably LA. Or or if the fact is just there's not a lot to do when a winter storm comes other than hunker down and don't hang out outside. Stay inside and get fat and sassy. Yeah. So Tim goes up into a tree and as inevitably happens on on Home Improvement, what goes up must come down (laughs) and he crashes onto their gazebo and smashes it to pieces and that do, takes us into the opening do, credits uh quick question is do you th- is this filmed before a live studio audience you think uh, uh tool time or home improvement either. home improvement ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question because there sure I, is a pervasive laugh track if that's yeah. what you're getting to well, my, no my question is because i f- my instinct says yes but then i wonder they always do these stunts and i wonder how that plays for the live studio audience you know because yeah. yeah well because and certainly like the like this isn't the the first time we've seen like their backyard or side yeah. of their house or whatever and that's i mean very clearly a set mm-hmm. like they're not like on location though they have i mean i think there's episodes where they are very clearly on location yeah and i'm places. sure and that's then just like a either laugh tracked or they just show a video of it to yeah. the live studio audience but then there's also the weird thing where because they have the show within the show, we'll be watching them filming oh, yeah. Tool Time. Yeah. And then there's a studio audience of Tool Time that, mm-hmm. like, Tim will interact with and, like, call people down. And so then you're like, is there a studio audience that's watching <laughs> the studio audience of actors playing Whoa, a studio dude. audience of this? Uh, And and pretty soon I'm like, I need some pot to mellow out the way my brain is buzzing from all of this. Right? Or maybe you did pot to think of that, Austin. You guys legalize it yet? Yeah, that was it, yeah. No. Not yet. (laughs) Well, we're getting closer. We've now opened up how much medical marijuana, like what kind of stuff you could use medical marijuana for. Good, good. We legalized it, but we haven't released all our criminals about it, so we're not in the front of the race anymore. Uh, so uh, one of the things I found interesting about the opening credits at this late stage in the game is that uh, Wilson, yeah. their 
there, never see his full face next door neighbor. He might be the thir- most lasting impact of this show. Yeah. He might be, yeah. He trying. gets third billing in the cast at this point. <laughs> it's like Tim and then Jill and then Wilson. And then we get Al and uh, Heidi, the tool time right, girl. Right, the lady booth. Then we huh? get the kids. I want like the see- kids are the last group to come up. And of course, JTT has moved into the coveted and yeah. Jonathan Taylor Thomas at the very end because he's uh, he's the star at this point. I want to say, I don't think it was the Emmys, but it could have been. But there was like an award show and Home Improvement, the show, won it for something. And mm-hmm. so then like the cast went on board. And I remember my brother and I were watching and Wilson was one of the actors. And who you saw his on stage. face. So we saw his face and it was... We're, our minds were blown at that point. <laughs> That'd have been funny if he went up with like a little fence or. Well, eventually somebody, bag. yeah, had like this uh, clipboard or something and looked over and then was like, oh, and then put it in front of his face at one point. But That's cute. it was too I late by then. <laughs> I do. I also felt bad in the very in the very last shot where they show like the three boys all lined up and how like. JTT is the middle brother age-wise, but now he's the shortest <laughs> yeah. because the other two are, like, super tall compared to him. Isn't there an episode where Tim gets threatened by the size of Brad or something like that? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, like, there like should a, be. Uh, like alpha not. male domination thing. Yeah. Um, and that's one of those things. I think I read a AV Club article once that talked about the lack of a cultural footprint from this show and how... Mm-hmm. It's neither a workplace sitcom nor entirely a family sitcom. Like mm-hmm. the kids are there, but it's not really about the kids. But because the kids are there, it's also not just about Tim's work life, and so it yeah, it's tries to be kind of two noise. things at once, and neither mm-hmm. co- commits to neither. Right. But uh, so, which I found interesting, just in the way those opening credits were all laid out. The credits. So that's the other thing that I would say is the biggest cultural impact, at least to my ruined brain. Yeah. Is all of that like stop motion animation they do and the wild fucking transitions? Like, there's one with a dog that I can't wait to get to. (laughs) So great. Yeah, they like put somebody on a wanted poster for one of the transitions. (laughs) And they crumple them up. Yeah, they take a frame and they fuck it up like a cartoon. And I think that was definitely why I would watch this as a young child. And then the rest is just like pure fucking filler. And then it turns into a It is definitely one of the more. Music video. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one of the more like crafty parts of the show is those right. transitions I guess and stuff. That is supposed to be about the crafts and the DIY of power, but power yeah. tools, right? But then it's like crafts with like yarn and glitter. I don't know. Yeah. So coming back from the opening credits, uh, Al and Tim are clearing out the damage from his gazebo crash. And they discover a bag of weed taped to the bottom of a chair. Or as Al thinks, oregano. Or tarragon. <laughs> or... <laughs> is Al just an idiot? So that's, maybe that's why he's with uh, Tim. Is yeah. he's maybe he's dumb. like, he's really sheltered. Maybe he's like Mormon yeah. or something. Well, then when Tim's like, you know, no, Al, it's marijuana. And Al's like, Jill cooks with marijuana? Yeah. And like, 
Oh, uh, yeah, you're just the, the, the simpleton. <laughs> but cooking with marijuana is pretty cool for our listeners at home. Go ahead. <laughs> Legalize it. Make some cookies. And then he's and worried course, about uh, his uh, fingerprints being on the baggie yep. and such. He's like, I can't run for political office now. because he... <laughs> I might bring this. Uh, maybe I'll bring it up later in the show, too. But it's like, just recently it's really dawned on me how insane it is like that you can go to prison for doing drugs yeah yeah like when yeah. you really just break that down which is different than like trafficking drugs i can kind of understand that part, but <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> but just the simple act of doing drugs with nothing else attached to it and you can just be put in jail just seems like a ridiculous practice for well, yeah and even else. like even going yeah. so far as to say like it's one thing like there's nothing illegal about someone who's 21 sitting in their basement and just getting absolutely shit-faced. Yeah. Like, it is illegal if you're under 21, mm-hmm. and it is illegal if you get shit-faced and then go drive a car. Yeah. But if you're just in your basement getting shit-faced, that's not illegal. So why should, like, getting yeah. high as a kite in your basement yeah. be any more le- illegal than yeah. that? Yeah. And even right that, there's... Yeah, and there's certain drugs that I understand being banned in the being banned by legally yeah but but then the solution isn't to throw someone who does that drug in jail (laughs) you know they're gonna need help basically you know i don't know it sounds like hippie talk to me yeah Yeah. get into the war on drugs it's cool david (laughs) it's just one of those you think like what who are you even been how are you even helping anything by putting someone who does the united states likes to incarcerate people yeah well, that's where particularly, Al's particularly like, people of a certain <laughs> racist persuasion that might be using said. Well, drugs. that's where when Al is like, "I need to wipe my fingerprints off of it." I'm like, "You're white. You don't have to worry <laughs> about it." He's white, but he's right next to Tim Fucking Allen. Everybody is rightly concerned that he's going to turn them in at the drop of a bag. Yeah, you are right. He's just like, "You're going to narc on me, aren't you?" He's like, "I won't do that unless it's to my benefit." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So then, uh, so then Tim goes inside the house with his, uh, with his bag of hashish and, uh, shows it to Jill and, uh, they are trying to figure out, like, they're debating amongst themselves which one of their kids stashed the weed and, uh, Jill does this whole thing. There's this whole running game where she's like, have any of them been acting funny? And Tim's like, yeah. Have any of them been eating more? Yeah. Do any of them smell funny? Yeah. Because, of course, they're all, you know, mm-hmm. teenagers, and that's what teenagers do is dun, dun. act funny, eat, and smell. That uh, wasn't so bad Tim, comedy, but it's not like I'm going to remember it tomorrow at all. <laughs> no, that, that was a good bit. I mean, funny This is one of the two best bits, I thought, yeah. 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 And then, uh, ultimately, they decide that they're going to lay a trap to determine which one of the boys put the marijuana out there. So they're basically going to put it back under the chair, put the chair back, and then go watch from Wilson's yard to see which one of them goes for the week. Because it's Friday night, so they know that whoever put it there is planning on having a good time on the weekend. So they've got to go get it now. I feel like there's better better ways to figure this out. Like, or more creative ways for the show of, like, Booby trapping the marijuana more than just like staking it out. And what if out they? What if they ghost all of them with a weed dinner, and then the one who could handle it was in trouble? <laughs> <laughs> like Mark and Randy are freaking out. Brad's yeah. just like whatever. Mark's like, I don't feel good, and <laughs> Randy's like, I'm getting lightheaded, and then 
uh, Brad's, Brad's like, like is there please. weed in this? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you know that it's weed. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, we're done with Al for this episode. So Bye. say goodbye to... We get rid of a lot of people pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Mark doesn't do... do... Anything. anything i feel yeah. like this is one of his shows so he could like go to school or something in real life yeah yeah they're cutting him yeah it shows up for his like one scene and then he's done with it uh so the next scene is night and tim and jill are out in wilson's yard uh keeping watch on the replaced stash and we get uh this episode's wilson says something tim misunderstands it quote gag which was a pretty much like a thing they had to work into every single episode at one point. Because cannabis sounds like cannibal. Yeah, Wilson yeah. talks about the, I can't believe the one of the boys would be into cannabis. And Tim's like, whoa, hold down. They're not eating people. And we're all supposed to laugh. <laughs> I thought the uh, screwball, like submarine eyeball machine they had <laughs> over the fence was pretty wild. I was <laughs> thinking at first that Wilson there. lost his stash and he was like spying on them for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would have been interesting right? if it was Wilson's stash. Right? I think we don't know episode... much about him. <laughs> I think this episode would have been more interesting if it was about Brad eating people. <laughs> what if it was about Brad eating ass? <laughs> yeah, well that's a whole different kind of interesting. I don't think Tim could have much to say about that. Or at least I hope he wouldn't. It's his son's business. So then we get a whole uh, we get a whole sequence where like one by one each of the kids looks like they're going out to get the the weed, but then they're just oh Randy's just getting his boots or Brad's just going out to the car, and then one of Mark's friends comes over and he's goth, so they assume that oh, the yeah. pot must be from Mark's friend Lonnie, and they're all relieved like oh our kids aren't bad kids, but then they point out like well just because it's not Mark's pot doesn't mean Mark couldn't be smoking it and. Mm. Then they all freak out again. and Then we get to another scene where uh, it's later in the evening and Jill's cold. So she's going to go get a blanket from the car and Tim falls asleep. And we think that he's going to miss the culprit retrieving the pot. But somehow Jill manages to catch <laughs> Brad in the act of retrieving his pot. They do this whole thing where it's like through the eye of the periscope thing that Tim is supposed to be looking through. We see like, a hand reaching for it and then like another hand grabbing it. And then the camera zooms out and we see that Jill has grabbed Brad's hand, but you're like, I don't think she could have snuck up on him in such a way. Like, Austin, like it's right there. <laughs> women can be ninjas. Stop being I, sexist. I suppose. But yes, it turns out to be uh Goonie Brad. That is the <laughs> And that was the most artful cinematography in the whole episode. Unless you count the dog <laughs> transition. We're going to get to it. Uh, so then we go inside and they lay the riot act down for Brad and Brad gives a really lame, he gives the uh, holding it for a friend excuse. And uh, he tries to, throw it back in their faces when they reveal their sting operation and oh you guys don't trust me and uh all that kind of stuff and then uh, they do some more back and forth and then brad does the uh uh you are a hippie you're gonna tell me that you never smoked pot before defense which was a favorite defense of sitcom kids in the 90s <laughs> because they were children of gen xers mm -hmm. who were around to smoke pot 
during the 60s. Yeah, right? he also, one of the things that struck me, I guess, was you always assume these episodes are going to be about, like, the kid going to try it for the first time or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then in this episode, he's just like, yeah, I smoked it a few times. Still do it. It's pretty sweet. And you're like, yeah, I guess he's just really into pot. And that's, that's yeah. kind of a swerve. And then, but then they were also very concerned about hot being high and driving. Yes, which, which am I wrong? But I feel like it's statistically safer to drive <laughs> high than it is like to even like not even drive drunk. But like, even if you're like under the limit, but have had a few drinks, that's worse than just driving while high. Yeah, yeah. I think they just did another study too, where it was pretty freaking fine. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty fine, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, whenever you're, like, depending on the kind of high you are, I guess there's always, like, if you're freaking out, then it's just good not to be, <laughs> but that's yeah. regardless of anything else. But I yeah. feel like this is one of those, this is where, not that I watched this episode when it aired, or, I mean, when it did, I was 17 or whatever, mm. but I feel like that's one of those, like, when Austin was a dumb kid, TV teaches you that like, oh, smoke a joint and you might just like jump out a window because you think you can fly. And it's like, it's pot. It's not LSD. Like there's a vast difference between pot and a lot of other drugs. Carolyn. Oh, I just, I was going to ask you, like you smoke marijuana on occasion. I've been known to, I've really cut way back, but it's still like a part of the life. Yeah. Have you, have you ever gotten together with like friends and you all smoke marijuana? Sure. Yeah. Have you ever called it a potluck? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I can't wait to drop that. Do you feel like that's a missed hipsters. opportunity, right? Yeah, the absolutely. next time you get one of these gatherings, will you call it a potluck? Yeah. Um, I feel like <clears throat> you have to plan the whole theme around that. You could definitely yeah. merge a lot of marijuana slash oregano cooking. Like yeah. pasta, like you guys mentioned, is a great one. Is you just do stuff with oregano, or there's some, all kinds of baked brownies too. If you make the butter strong enough, you can get high just cooking the butter. <laughs> Speaking of getting high, Austin, you recently visited our weed legal part of town, and you I did. Might or might not have had a little rendezvous with Billy Superstar, where you got to visit one of our new establishments. I did, yeah. He uh, Ryan took me into to one of your finer pot emporiums. Oh, ho, ho. Um, it was actually a a, a pretty uh, a well run little operation there. I mean, did anybody I've stab in, you or narc you? No, I mean I've been in liquor stores vastly more seedy than <laughs> than this place. And uh, was he just buying some or? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, we, I was in town for the night, and he was like, well, I'll take you over so you can check out one of the like legal pot stores and see what it's like. And he, we bought a joint and went back to, da- to Ryan's apartment and smoked it. Mm, Austin's getting high. When, when in Rome, David? Did you contemplate string? Uh, no, I, I did not. The meaning of string, I suppose. Like, you can, you can go into the little pot store, and you, just, like, you can buy a joint. Like, you don't even have to buy a lot of it or anything like that and we talked to the guy and about what kind of what we wanted to get and he recommended a particular i guess what strain and mm-hmm. composition or whatever and it just was very mellow and that was that did, did he lace it with pcp and you had to go to a hospital <laughs> and <they laughs> where someone narks you out too <laughs> yeah no it was all very um <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. Like, 
safe, legal. Perfunctory. Yeah, just very like, uh, I don't want to say like normal, but like just very like routine, I guess. Yeah, you can get used to it pretty fast. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, and all it really made me feel was like just very mellow. It was a, uh, yeah, it was just a very mundane kind of routine experience. Well, nobody needs legal weed. Yeah, which then, of course, just puts, like, the freak out in this episode in a whole new perspective. Right. It's like, chill the fuck out. It's just pot. <laughs> what I like about the Roseanne weed episode is that they smoke it. Oh, and they find, they remember that it's their <laughs> own weed that they hid, like, 20 years ago. Yeah, which is where I, almost where I thought this was going until I remembered that that was the plot of the Roseanne episode. And they probably wouldn't uh, rip that off quite so quickly. Because it's a better show anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so the so the you were a hippie and you ever smoke pot defense kind of gets under Tim's skin. So they send Brad to his room, and uh, this is when Jill admits that she used to smoke like a chimney. And Tim's like, "Well, we can't let Brad find out about that because then he'll think it's you know okay, and he'll just use that against us." And and we find out about. The first time they ever fucked you guys. Yeah, was it them? It was Tim just said <laughs> well, the first time, time he Tim ever had fucked. sex. Yeah, we don't know it was with Jill. I thought it was definitely with Jill. Wow. So he told his wife about the time he did, what is it, a rusty barn door? On the <laughs> very first time. That's so advanced. I know. He, he must yeah. have been like researching a few things. Or just on cocaine at the time. <laughs> Yeah, he was probably high as a kite. Yeah, so Tim's like, well, if we tell him about the pot, why don't we just tell him about the first time I had sex or the first time that we did this? Well, when I narked all on all my drug dealers. He should. Uh, That's exactly what this is about. (laughs) I feel... And this is probably a real-world problem where parents struggle with disciplining their kids over something they did when they were a kid. And yeah. I mean, discipline can take on many different terms, I suppose, and what I'm about to say. But I'm like, you just have to, like, communicate with your children about it. Like, yeah, it's OK for you not to want them to smoke pot while they're in high school. But even if even you, if you did, did, you can talk yeah. to them about it and you try not to, like, stigmatize it. And I think it's a little overblown to be like, I just don't want you to make the same mistakes I did. But just be honest with why you don't want them to do it, I guess. Because sometimes right. when people are like. I used to do all this crazy stuff, but you shouldn't because it was a mistake. It always sounds like, well, you got to have fun, but I don't. But right, that's right, that. right. Like, I got to do all this craziness and have fun, and you shouldn't. And I'm like, well, maybe I, I want to, and then still come out. Right. I wonder if the new movement of legal weed is going to actually change sitcom shows. Like, is there going to yeah. be one that comes out that's like, well, you know, don't do it too fucking much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we can't you can't have very special episodes about alcohol, despite the fact that it's legal. Mm-hmm. It just right. it, you'd have to you'd have to change the context of it where it's no longer just like simply the act of of possessing the pot is enough to launch a very special episode. Right. It would have to you know it have to be more about like, are you too young? Is it getting in the way of your studies? Yeah. Are you you know is it is it operating as a gateway to more serious drugs? not enough to just be like oh no pot and craft an entire episode around it mm-hmm. so yeah uh, jill basically makes the argument that david just did about how being honest with him is their best <laughs> chance to get him to just say no 
uh, on his own. And that's when uh, JTT walks in and learns about the plot. And yeah, David, to your earlier question about was this film before a studio audience, I'm going to guess it's not because we don't hear a gaggle of preteen girls hoot and holler when JTT walks on set for the first time. I suppose so. (laughs) Which being that this aired in 1998, I'm pretty sure that's what would have happened. This is right before he became too big for the show. You know, looking at him though, and I think some of it is the fault of the 90s styling. Like he just has must have hair and this huge shitty sweater. He doesn't look. Oh my god, his sweater is huge! Right? He doesn't look that hot to me, you guys. <laughs> were you weren't you expecting a little bit more pepper out of him? A little bit more twinkle? A little more, little more Jonathan Brandis smolder. A little bit more beautiful baby boy. Yeah. 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 No, JDB. Uh, so yeah, Tim, Tim grills him about whether or not he does pot, and that's that's that. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I mean, in fairness, he overhears <laughs> them talking about it, so then they fess up. But then if yeah. I was Brad, I'd be pissed that suddenly all my dirty laundry is getting aired in front of my brother, too, you know? Right, right. Which is, that's our transition into the next scene where Simba goes into Brad's room <laughs> and says that uh, Brad's like, oh, are you going Austin, to parties? Austin? Yeah. Young Simba. Sorry, you're right. Yes, yes. Baby Simba. <laughs> not goes John, into, well, it's not Matthew it's Broderick. Broderick. It's, it's yeah. No, he killed Simba. somebody. Matthew Simba or Matthew Broderick? Matthew Broderick. Simba totally killed Scar. And with Jennifer Grey. And And his father. And he he run over (laughs) somebody dead. Yeah. And his own dad, too. He just let him go. (laughs) No, so uh, he ran someone over in Paris? Uh Uh-huh. I think he was Was an accessory to that death. No, he totally did it. He totally, it was always his fault. I'm talking about about Simba and his dad. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he did it. He did it. So Matthew Broderick ran someone over in France? Uh Is that what you said? Yeah. Him and Tim Allen would get along because they're both actually very evil. He probably would. Anyway. Uh, Yeah, so baby Simba goes into Brad's room, and Brad's like, well, you go to parties. You don't uh, smoke pot. And then baby Simba gets all holier than thou. And he's like, I don't want to be one of those stoner losers contemplating string in the corner. Oh, you said contemplating the meaning of string, which I'm like, well, maybe that's where string theory came from. And that's a whole lot more than you've ever done, Randy. Randy. (laughs) You develop a whole new branch of physics then, huh? Randy's such a corny name. (laughs) <laughs> uh, i can't keep the name of the kid straight if you haven't noticed because yeah. they just all bleed together even though i'm like that's jtt i'm still like i these names are bland and none of them have that much personality except they always like to focus on jtt because he's supposed to be the smart one on the show yeah probably because he never like grew yeah yeah uh, so then Brad sneaks downstairs to call his friend. And <laughs> like he wasn't like, going to get busted for this. Oh, I know. Because he's like, where's mom and dad? Like, oh, they're in their room. He's like, great. And so then he goes downstairs and he calls his friend. He's like, well, I'm not going to be picking you up for this party. And it will be a while before I'm smoking again. And of course, Tim and Jill are overhearing this. And they're like, oh, it's going to be a while before you smoke again, huh? Which, and this, uh, I feel like he could have said, like, I'm supposed to pick someone up for this party. Could I just call them and let them know I'm not going to be right, doing right. that? And it's just a common courtesy. And you'd hope the yeah. parents would let him do that. But anyway. Right. Like, they, I mean, they don't even, like, they could just stand in the room while he does it. Yeah, yeah. 
but you know, yeah, the idea of like, well, someone's expecting me to pick them up. Like, I should, yeah. Uh, so this prompts Tim and Jill to fess up about their uh, their respective past, which is basically that Tim liked to drink a lot, mm-hmm. and then uh, much more interestingly, we learned that uh, Jill was a routine pot smoker. And one time she took some bad, she got some bad marijuana at a Led Zeppelin concert, which was laced with something that led her to end up in the hospital under the name Charlene Fogelman. Is that something? No, I think it's just supposed to be like a funny name. People were laughing at it. I think yeah, it's just supposed they laugh to be at like fucking a, anything. That's a funny name. <laughs> well, someone flashed the laugh sign. What are you supposed to do? <laughs> You, you knew what you signed up for when you agreed to be in that studio audience. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and so, like, I think Brad says, you know, why'd you give a fake name? And she's like, no, I thought I was Charlene Fogelman. Like, that's how tripped out she was. But then apparently somebody turned her in, I guess. And so she ended up in jail. And then Tim, who she was presumably dating at the time, had to bail her out of jail. And so that's supposed to be this big, dark, drug past of of Jill's that they're trying to use to get Brad to not smoke. And again, I think it's crazy that when you... I mean, I guess if they're putting her in jail because she just can't... isn't under her own faculties or whatever holding area, I guess I kind of get that. Yeah, protect her from herself and others from herself. But to, like, incarcerate somebody for doing drugs just always seems silly, but whatever. And so then, Tim... Tim makes the what I would say is probably the best and most legit argument against Brad smoking pot, which is that you're a dunderheaded athlete and <laughs> key to your future is the soccer scholarship that you've got and smoking pot runs the risk of you losing out on that scholarship. And that's where I'm like, yeah, I mean, whether you think it should be a big deal or not, if the terms of your scholarship are, you're not going to do drugs and you get tested for marijuana and you lose your scholarship, like that's a legitimate reason to not smoke pot, even though it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. And if he smokes pot, he'd never fit in with the other soccer players. No, that's for sure. But I mean, that's, I mean, he's, I mean, Tim's not wrong in that there. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's rules and yeah, there's rules and there's a chance that, you know, you could get drug tested or whatever, and then you don't get your scholarship. And that would be a, a shitty thing to happen. That's kind of where I'm like, all else aside, I would just be like, I guess that would be the out I would have taken as a parent, which is like, I don't fucking care if you want to get baked with your friends and not worry about things. But also keep in mind that doing so means that you could like run this risk on your future in a very concrete sort of way. So like, instead of like scaring him about driving a car or getting arrested and going to the hospital, just be like, don't fucking run the risk of ruining your future. So all that results in Brad agreeing to just say no from now on. Yeah, I mean, he should be able to play soccer and smoke weed, right? If he's a defender, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he should be able to. Like I said, if, like, there's terms of the scholarship that say he's going to get drug tested. Well, I think it would be more if he got busted, just like the arrest is what would cost you the scholarship more than like a P test, I would think, but I don't Mm -hmm. know. 
But yeah, but then they like coach him through like how to say <laughs> no, which is more of a PSA. Like you could come up with with an excuse, and and well, the only thing that bothered me about that was why not the only thing, but like where they're like, yo, what are you gonna say to your friends if they're like, why aren't you smoking? And Jill's like, well, what we t- what we tell people in counseling is like, what uh, if I get caught one more time? <laughs> caught one more time, my parents are gonna like dr- start drug testing me, and Tim's like, yeah, because it'll be true. Mike, how about you say I don't want to lose my soccer scholarship? Like, why not use the excuse that you just used to get him to agree not to smoke pot anymore? Because they have the threat. But honestly, I understand, obviously, peer pressure is a thing, but it's almost something I feel like people put on themselves before anyone else does. And that usually if you say no people listen like uh, (laughs) or just don't care yeah yeah like you want beer you're like no and they're like "Uh, whatever i'm gonna drink and you're like all right and and i know it's a little different in high school but i don't know if you actually just say no i think it's just you always feel like people are going to like judge you or get mad at you or whatever well maybe the reason you feel that way is because sitcoms have taught us to think that that's yeah yeah, that's also true (laughs) because like every sitcom presents like if you if you're not they're gonna say you're not cool and that's the worst thing in the world. Like I think most people was like yeah whatever. Right. I don't know. Uh, so then Brad goes up to his room and Tim and Jill are like, "Whoa, that's that's sure been a day, hasn't it?" And Tim's like, "Yeah, I need a beer." He's an alcoholic, <laughs> and that's like our laugh line to close out the the episode. And I'm like. I guess that's funny, but at the same time, it's kind of undercutting your message. Addiction yeah. runs in the family, isn't it? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, and then she like holds his arm, like she's gonna hold him back. So yeah, maybe. She's but it's like is we know how you get when you drink, right? You <laughs> narc on fucking everybody. But it is just kind of like how America just says that beer is okay and weed yeah. isn't okay, and it's a really right, and that's where like the sand for us. It certainly undercuts the message more now than it probably mm-hmm. did back then because now we're just kind of like, pot's not any worse than beer. And mm-hmm. he's just like, I need a beer. Like, you know, I could very, like, I'm sure in Portland there's plenty of people who, like, come home from a hard day at work and are like, I need to smoke a joint to chill out. Like, mm-hmm. that's not any worse than someone who's like, I need a beer to chill out after work. Like, right. And it's, of course, it's kind of interesting I mean, in light of healthier the fact than that, cigarettes, too, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's interesting just because, of course, the whole time this is all going on, you're just kind of like, says the man who went to jail for drug trafficking. <laughs> I know. That's why when the son called him a hypocrite, I was like, ooh. Yeah, they're going there, like, but they didn't go there. I it makes so you wonder. they didn't. <laughs> well, like, and it makes you wonder, like, if he, the actor, recognizes that, like, layer of irony, or if he's just so, like, moved past that at this point like i'm a big tv star it isn't even like thinking of the fact that there's a fourth dimensional hypocrisy going on here as he's trying to do you think he sends a christmas card to each of the 12 drug dealers that he put in prison for life just yeah just showing his his mansion and stuff and just like... showing him covered in snow cocaine you, i mean but at the same time you guys he doesn't need to send a christmas card He's on network TV yeah, once a week man. for ten years. Like, what if uh, is there, Tim? Is there a bigger fuck you to the people he narked on than that? What if no. Tim Allen got got though? Like, someone put a hit out on him. I'm still well, waiting yeah, I mean, for the day. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he went into you know witness protection or anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 
They went on like almost what is literally the opposite of that. But uh, so then we get a uh, we get a closing uh, little stinger where uh, Tim and Jill basically lay down the law for Disney's Tom Sawyer and Mark <laughs> about how like Brad did drugs. And so now if we catch either of you, it's going to be even worse for you. And they're like, that's not fair. Like tough shit. They're like, this isn't a fancy country like France. This is America where one person can screw it up for everybody. Mm. That was also a very prescient bit of uh, look into the future. I wrote down frowny face. Because (laughs) it made me really feel bad about America. And how come we've known for all these years and we just haven't fixed anything? (laughs) We're also kind of lazy. Yeah, big time. That's it. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, money that goes into politics, too. Mm. And nowhere else. Nobody else gets any money at all. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of money designed to keep us from fixing things. I just thought about how the kids are like, that's not fair, and how it would be weird if you just had, like, very specific punishment rules for each kind of transgression you could have as a kid, like... If, like, you'd lay out, like, if we catch you with pot, that means two months, and the second of transgression is four months, and then you get five months, and it's like, isn't it always on a case-by-case basis? Yeah, you think so. Like, that it just all has to do with, like, severity and yeah, what, what went on, and it's going to be different for every kid based on, like, you know, Brad's kind of a dunderhead, so they're going to hold him to a different standard than they do... <laughs> JTT, because he's supposed to be smarter than that. <laughs> that's what they should have said. He'd be like, that's not fair. I'm like, well, Brad's an idiot, so we gotta go <laughs> we, easy on We expect something. better from you, so. That's, that's great, kind of... you can just be that honest with your kids. Yeah, well, you're pe- appealing to their ego. That That's the best way to get them to do it, to right? agree to right? it. Yeah. Right, did we, or have <laughs> any of us been convinced to just say no? No? <laughs> This made me want to smoke weed more than ever, so I could remember <laughs> what 1993 felt like when we were wearing those gigantic sweaters. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. This this was kind of this is kind of a crappy episode on multiple levels. <laughs> <Same summer. laughs> yeah, this it's weird. What it really felt like this episode was mo- the conflict was more about. The parents dealing with the with their own hypocrisies and how to get past that more than anything to do with marijuana itself, because it's not like they really even talk of dangers of marijuana. Like the most they get into is be careful who you get it from, because it could be laced and it could be a fucking narc. Yeah. And you can lose your scholarship, too. Like You could get arrested like like it's almost like marijuana is bad because it's against the law mm-hmm. but no discussion of anything beyond that is given so it's like should it be against the law is it you know why is it against the law is it a bad thing to do like you know legality doesn't dictate morality so like is it wrong that he smoked pot or is it just poor form because you could get arrested and that's just not good anyways you know right and they couldn't make the case that pot by itself was detrimental jill only had yeah. a bad time at the zeppelin concert because mm-hmm. it was laced with something and they even had to admit it even though you can do pot and have a bad time but yeah but that right. wasn't her right. experience so we can't even yeah, really I mean, villainize I mean, pot here 
the ultimate argument that prevails on Brad has nothing to do with morality. It has to do entirely with the legality of it. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I guess kind of interesting. But I did appreciate the narc subplot because that's all that I was thinking about this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is as well as like, like it wasn't a very good episode of Home Improvement, such that anything is. Um, <laughs> yeah, are there any was... good episodes of Home Improvement? Yeah, I mean, if you like Home Improvement, there's probably <laughs> good episodes of Home Improvement. And whether you like, I mean, I just, even if you like Home Improvement, I don't think this is one of the good ones. Like, it's not that funny, aside from a couple of decent lines. But uh, but it's also not earnest enough in its specialness to be, like, ironically funny. It's just kind of like, David said it just kind of lays it all out there and it is what it is. Um, so it was disappointing in that regard as well. Like mm-hmm. we, I could, I had a hard time laughing with or at this episode, which was, you kind of wish you could do one or the other mm-hmm. dealing with this kind of stuff. Oh shit. You guys, we didn't talk about the dog. Yeah. Well... Oh yeah. Talk about the dog. All right. All right. All right. Drive back. There's the part where they, <laughs> but don't be you. high while you're driving back. Let's be, <laughs> gonna... let's be clear here. I'm going to drive totally high. You know, there's this fun video where they give all these people weed and then put them around a drivey course with the little cones and shit. Yeah, yeah. And everyone, like, gets smug <laughs> and heavy-lidded, but they they maintain excellent driversmanship. And there's another great video where they have a dog drive. But anyways, anyways, go back in the episode, and when they finger Brad in the kitchen for being the perp who smokes some marijuana... <laughs> <laughs> you purposely said finger Brad. Finger Brad, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's the best part of old timey language is to, is to use it just like that. So, <laughs> so they're fingering Brad yeah, in the kitchen. Like yeah. they do, like you do with the candlestick. And uh-huh. they like smell him as the does he smell like weed gag they started. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then earlier, Tim also said that the children should never talk to anybody and also have. I believe Dobermans or Rottweilers guarding their door, and then yeah, woof woof woof, because he's an alpha dog man. Anyways, I think that's yeah. why what they do here <laughs> is they smell <laughs> in on Brad when they're fingering him, and they have this weird claymation hound dog be one of their interstitials, one of their transitions. He just goes over the footage of Brad and like smells him, and then barks at the screen, you know, taking up a third of it before the next scene. <laughs> Oh yeah, like it's like a drug dog. Yes. Uh-huh. Did that leave an impression yeah. upon either of you or just me? Just me. I remember the dog coming <laughs> out. Well, they just have yeah. all sorts of crazy though. The one yeah. I remember more was yeah, I forget who it was. It. Maybe it was right after they literally finger Brad. Uh, which, <laughs> <laughs> which 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 time, David? And, uh, no, like when Jill grabs him by the wrist and is like, "I got oh, you." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's when they put the wanted poster on him. Or did they do that right. to Al? Maybe that. I, I forget. I remember the wanted poster. That was the one that stuck with yeah. me. When it was like so freeze frame wacky, and then they guys. slapped the wanted poster around the the image, the freeze frame head and everything. But yeah. Uh, transitions David, were probably what... the most memorable thing about this. In the yeah, no, they absolutely were those transitions. Yeah. Uh, David, what did you learn from this episode? Uh, I just learned America is the country where one person can screwed up for everyone. I think is that's, that's, that's the last why, thing. I... Right? That's why yeah. AK fourteen sevens are legal or whatever the shit they are. It's, we want <laughs> to encourage psychopaths. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn, what did you learn? Jeez, uh, I learned that Tim Allen was so coked up in character as 
Tim Allen in Tool Time. <laughs> no, what's his <laughs> last? Taylor. Tim Taylor. Tim Taylor, yeah. not Tim Allen. Oh, whatever. Tim the Tool Man Taylor. <laughs> Half the time I call this show Tool Time anyway. <laughs> I, I do too. Like 90% of the time. <laughs> Very difficult distinction. Well, I learned that Tim the Tool Man Taylor was so coked up on his first time that he did a rusty barn door. <laughs> Maybe on Jill, right? In the middle of the hay. Maybe on Jill. We're, ver- yeah. Verdict is still out as to whether that was his first time with Jill or something. Right? How many I people are involved in the Rusty so Barn Door? Is it just a one-on-one? Well, I think there has to be three cowboys there to qualify it. Okay. But they don't yeah. have to be doing too much in particular. There's a lot of gray area. Yeah. It all checks out. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and I learned that uh, if you're going to be doing some illicit pot, you should probably hide your stash better. Yeah. There's a... Uh... The winter, well, it's going to be a blizzard, so was that going to affect the pot at all? Yeah, it's going to, no, it's going to blow it away. They should have showed that on Tool Time to, like, tape down your stash if it's in a gazebo. (laughs) Yeah, that should have been If you have any (laughs) marijuana stashed outside, make sure you secure it in a (laughs) safer location. I guess I would just, I'd be, I'd be worried about leaving it out in the elements anyway, like. Yeah. Like snow, rain, ice, mm-hmm. animals, your buffoonish father crashing into the chair that you <laughs> stashed it under. I mean, it's we laugh, but it's not like this is news to Brad that he has a buffoonish father who breaks things around the That's house. That's right. Like, I would, mm-hmm. you know, I try to keep it in a closer orbit to my uh, to my doings and. Yeah, I'd probably just keep it yeah. in my backpack, anyways. I don't know. Yeah, Brad's like dunderheadedness doesn't yeah. come from nowhere. Yeah, I feel like they <laughs> did this trick so that we wouldn't see Jill or Tim spying on him and snooping through his shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a cop out. A cop out from a narc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, David, where can we find you online? Uh, on Twitter at Dr. Bits and the real gentleman of leisure.com. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, Carolyn, how about you? You can find me, uh, Carolyn Main, on Twitter and carolynmain.com. C A R O L Y N M A I N, like the street. You can also check out pitchplease.fun or pitchplease, the podcast where I play a game that I made up and it's very fun on this very same River City Podcast Federation. Uh, as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Austin Gordon. And you can read my writing at therealgentlemanofleisure.com. We are a very special episode. Uh, You can check out our website, a very special episode, podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at avsepod. Uh, Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash avsepod. And uh, download and listen to us via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Podbean, or just, you know, listen from our website. And uh, if you are so inclined to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be cool. Um, unless we suck, in which case, don't don't bother rating and reviewing us. We already know that we suck. So, for uh, a very special episode, I am Austin Gordon, and uh, saying... <laughs> That was a very special episode We dissected that shit from head to toe Did the time fly by or was it slow? Got so many life lessons Oh how we've grown
Kind of disappointed we didn't get any of that in this episode. Ow, ow, ow. I know we we needed just a little like we didn't get any more power either, right? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, no, he no didn't more. say that the whole time. Oh, Tim should have like tried to find a way to like supercharge the pot. Yeah, like, <laughs> then I hooked up this pot face. up to a leaf blower, oh. and now it's got more power. You know what he'd do <laughs> is he'd make a crazy ass bong. Yeah, yeah, he would. He'd make a super <laughs> bong that like. <laughs> Explode as he's trying to the, the, the Binford three thousand bong. Oh, Bongford three thousand. <laughs> How come we came up with all the jokes after the show? <laughs> I know, right? We I also briefly contemplated looking up marijuana facts, but then worried I'd be stealing David's thunder. Uh, you can do it. I don't know. We can yeah, also, I was less concerned about stealing David's thunder as I was just lazy. Right, that's the thing. David's the only one is going to do his homework. Uh huh. Well, one time I didn't do any homework, and then Ryan got mad at me, so then I did <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, this is going to happen. <laughs> All right. Anyone okay. got any more jokes they want to get in before uh, we stop recording? No, just more grunting. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was trying to get Wookiees. I got a little excited for a minute there, David. Yeah. I thought he might moon us. <laughs> I thought about it. He's like, oh, he's playing with his pants. Here it comes. <laughs>